Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and I am obsessed with all things branding, marketing, numbers, and helping you live a lifestyle full of abundance. On this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the person you were meant to be. I am a mom and a wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 17 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business along with multiple streams of income. I teach you how to use my top secrets to trade that employee mindset for a CEO mindset, build generational wealth, move from serving your community from a one-to-one model into a one-to-many model, and most importantly, to live abundantly. Will I hold anything back? Of course not. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly of business ownership. I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic, going after big business goals, having fun, and making a significant impact in your community. Think of this as your one-stop shop to business growth mixed with a girl's night out. Get ready to dive into some juicy hacks to be more abundant and watch me challenge you to rise up to become the person that you were meant to be. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. All right, so welcome to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. My name is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. And today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about three tools to measure progress and growth, specifically related to your private practice. And so recently, I've been on a kick of like talking about standard operating procedures and really just creating a back office system that can work for you, not you work for it to generate profits in your business, and more importantly, live an abundant lifestyle. And so before I get into the three tools that I have used to measure and grow a solo practice and a group practice, I first want to introduce where it comes from in terms of a mental health mindset. And so therapists tend to understand therapeutic language, psychobabble, and so that's what I'm going to introduce you to today. Um, Some of you have heard of what's called the clinical loop. So the clinical loop is typically what we take people through in order to get them to complete treatment, but of course, help them start treatment, help us understand them better, and then eventually graduate them from treatment. So if you're not familiar with the clinical loop, I'm going to do it like really briefly in less than like 90 seconds, which is when I get a new client interested in mental health services, and then we agree that we're a great match, the clinical loop starts immediately during the intake. The first stage of the clinical loop is understanding the symptomology. What is the client's presenting problem? Okay. The second phase is, or the second stage is what symptoms, do those symptoms lead to a diagnosis? And I say, do they, because not everybody has a mental health diagnosis. So is how they're presenting, is that directly correlated with a mental health diagnosis? So that's step two. Then after we have the diagnosis, we're supposed to collaboratively create a treatment plan, right? In stage three. After you create the treatment plan, then you clearly start treatment in stage four. As you're doing treatment, you got to write progress notes because you have to talk about the progress of the client based on their diagnoses and the symptomology. You see why they call it the clinical loop. And then, of course, after you write the progress notes and you're reviewing their treatment plan, ideally every time they come in, in terms of their progress toward their treatment goals, the last phase is graduation or how some places call it termination, which is the client has been doing what they're supposed to do. They've been implementing the things that you talked about, and now they are done with treatment. They can use your tools and they can go live life abundantly. So you may be wondering, why did I bring this up if we're talking about growing your private practice? And so how do you know if your clients are getting better? Well, 
you measure how they show up in session to their treatment goal. And you're supposed to review their treatment goal. So what I'm going to do with you today or for you today is I'm going to help you create a, I'm going to help you look at the treatment goal of your private practice by looking at three key components that you can do to measure the growth in your practice. And let me give a disclaimer. The three things that I'm going to share are three things that majority of you already have. The problem though is, is that when I'm interacting with especially my Dope Therapist Academy students, my ECM Mastermind students, is that a lot of therapists have all these tools, but you're not even utilizing what you pay for let alone using them to create predictability and growth. So let's go over the first part of your treatment plan today. Are y'all ready? So part one is you have to understand how to calculate conversion for referrals, which also means that you have to know where your clients are coming from. Okay, which means that you have to learn how to ask questions, whether it's on a written form, online and or when you get on a telehealth platform or on the phone. So how do you calculate your conversion? First, you look at the number of calls that you're receiving for services. I don't care if they're the wrong client. I want you to look at how many phone calls did you get this week? And every single week, you should be looking at it weekly and then eventually maybe you can look at it monthly. But if you look at it weekly, you can quickly rectify what's going on once you realize that your conversion rate is not even high, right? So once you look at the number of calls that you're getting or inquiries, emails that you're getting for uh, new clients, then you have to look at how many of those calls actually converted into real clients. So let's just say if you had 10 phone calls and only one person converted into a client, your result would be that you have a 10% conversion rate. Now that's not bad, but I'm sure it can be better. Now you may be wondering, okay, well, what can contribute to the low conversion rate? Well, here are a few. One, you're attracting, you're attracting the wrong client avatar. So sometimes we get so caught up like, oh my God, you know, the wrong client keep calling me. Instead of looking at it from, their perspective of they found you, maybe you should ask yourself, where did they find you at? Even if they're not a good match, where did they find you? If you know that they found you on an insurance panel and they actually called the panel, what information does the panel have that you have not updated? We talked about that in DTA yesterday, okay? And I gave them steps of how to rectify that, okay? Um, If they told you they found you on a directory, have you even updated the check boxes that identify your specialty, who you serve, that you're no longer on panels? It's not just that the clients are Googling. Now they may, they may just Google you, find you, read your information and call you. But some people actually do read and they're attracted to you based on what they have read. So what I'm telling you is that it's not always the client's fault. It's your fault because you're not very clear on your messaging with who you serve. When you say you serve families, is that couples? Is that conjoint therapy with parents and children? Do you focus on multi-generational family? Like, what do you, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? So do you only do couples? That ain't family therapy. People say it's family therapy according to insurance, but that's couples, okay? So be very clear about who you serve. If you say you serve children, well, some adults view their teenager as a child still. My mama still say I'm her child, right? She may not have acknowledged me as a teenager. She may have just said I was 13, okay? So be very clear about who you serve. Another thing that can contribute to low conversion when you're trying to grow your practice is not, like I mentioned, being clear about who you desire to serve. And then also 
maybe you are messaging to the world that you serve everybody. And you may be saying, well, no, no, no. In my bio on Instagram or on TikTok or on my website, I say that I do this. But when I go to your Instagram page, every other day, you're talking to literally a different type of client and you're literally having a different call to action. So how is that different, for example, than my page, even though I serve therapists on my page, right, for coaching? So yes, I may be this week offering a collaboration with James Wetmore. I also may be talking about the conference. At the end of the day, the avatar has not changed. The therapist is the exact same. The only difference is, are you a therapist and you're ready to turn your back office into an automated machine and launch digital products? Or do you want to meet me in person and talk about integration of abundance and running a profitable business? Or do you want to do both? But at the end of the day, nobody going to come and be like, she ain't talking to therapists today, right? So be clear about your message and who you're talking to. So again, the, the treatment plan for today in terms of three things to grow or three tools to measure your growth in private practice is number one, doing division and looking at the percentage of your conversion. Look at the rate of your conversion, because if you're converting low, you have to look at where are these people getting your information at if the phone calls are high and the conversion is low and what are they reading that you need to enhance. Now, it could be that also your conversion is low because you're not getting phone calls. So if you're not getting phone calls, then we have to look at a whole nother ballgame, which is a whole nother workshop, which is marketing. And marketing has a lot to do with your confidence. And who do you want to serve? And are you confident with serving those people? Do you show up as the expert? So that was number one is conversion. Number two is your EHR. So EHR does a wonderful thing. They do this thing called giving you reports. Now, the crazy part is I'm not going to get on a soapbox today, but I, I have with my clients because I was in like, I'm in like four to five therapist Facebook groups, some for California, some for clinicians of color, some for just psychologists, some for testing. It's just different, right? And what I have found is the week that Simple Practice specifically went up in price and it felt like they double or tripled some of your pricing, it's like the world just ended to therapists, right? So some of the therapists were like, oh my God, the price went up. But let me ask you something. Didn't your prices go up last week? Didn't your prices go up in January? Why did your prices go up? Either you were overdue for a raise or you're trying to match how much you can pay yourself from working hard in your business to not be outpaced by inflation, hell, to buy gas and milk, right? Your, your rent, if you have an office, went up. But oh, don't let the simple practice go up. They wrong, but they're not. Let me know if you can create an app that can do your billing, that can store your paperwork, HIPAA compliant, that can message your clients, that can give you the ability to develop treatment plans by a push of a few buttons, that can hold all of your documentation and protect it with no breaches. Let me know what system you've built for $99 a month that can do that. Oh, you have not. Okay. <laughs> so don't be tripping off of prices going up. If you have, can't develop it yourself and or you're not even using it for what it's good for. You should be running reports because those reports actually can do the following. They can predict the income in your business over the next 30 days, 60 days and plus. They can also tell you a pretty picture of your cash flow. If private practice is the only stream of revenue right now beyond a job, 
you should be looking at what is my caseload predictability based off my trends. In the boot camp for DTA, I talk about this all the time. Why don't y'all know y'all trends? Why think that it's going to slow down in June? You think, well, you've had a private practice for 10 years, boo. Like you ain't looked at your trend. Your, your, your trend should also be in your calendar. Like when do your clients start going MIA on vacation, on birthday hiatus, and on it's summer, I don't want to meet today, <laughs> right? When do they go on holiday break? Starting November 1st until January 1st. You should know this. But guess what? Your EHR gives you this information. So I almost felt like a parent when I say, I want to hear when you say, what if their prices go up? The same reason your prices went up. Your prices went up because your value went up. Simple practice know the game. I know they know it by now. They were fairly new a few years ago when I first got on it. And I got on simple practice a total of three times until I really realized when I was growing a group practice when SOPs really mattered. Okay, because you're hiring eight therapists and like two to three admin. All these systems matter because it's like a one stop shop for your private practice. Okay, so if you don't understand the benefits of your EHR and utilizing their free training, accessibility to CEs, whether they're free or low cost, you're not taking advantage of a tool to help you grow your business. That's your fault. What you going to do? Keep all your stuff on Google Docs? Let me know how that worked out for you. Let me know how Google Docs has automated your systems because now you got to manually email clients their reminders for their appointments. You got to go buy a phone to text them a reminder. You got to manually set that up. iPhone ain't got no reminder system, right? So let yourself like soak in that for a moment, right? So the fruit is live. Hey, um, note to self, the price needs to go up, right? <laughs> so I got a whole sweater. My prices went up. I wore that all the way in January. Okay, y'all saw that face? So make that my thumbnail. <laughs> so number three about three tools to measure your growth for private practice is bookkeeping. Oh my God, the area that you despise. I don't like bookkeeping either, but your girl had to do it when I first started my private practice. And then when I realized that, that I was exchanging time for dollars, I said, oh, I'll pay somebody to do this because by the time I do it all, I could have either saw two clients just once a month and made that, I could have saw one client once a month and made that money back. So I'm good. See, the way y'all thinking is like, oh, I can do it because I can do it myself. And because I know my system, I can do it faster. You can't do it faster. If it doesn't require, I just, she's on here, Chanel. I just told her this in our coaching call. She's in our mastermind. If it doesn't require your face, your voice, you need not to be there. And if you don't love it and it's not producing uh, results in your business, you don't need to do it. So like this podcast, Instagram Live, it requires me to be present. It requires my voice. I can't hire my husband and say, yo, go record my podcast. I can't hire my project manager or my podcasting manager and editor to say, hey, girl, can you record my podcast too and then do the show notes? No, they can't even low-key create my content, but I can't hire somebody to do that too. I can say, hey, this is the outcome that I want in the next three months. This is what kind of impact I want in the next three months. This is what I teach in DTA. This is what I teach in the mastermind. This is what I'm going to teach at the conference. So with all that said, I need to create some content topics that will help people understand why what I offer is valuable to them. So yeah, I can hire somebody to create my content map. I ain't got to do it. I just like to do it. So let me head to the comment box before I continue. So (laughs) 
Yeah, thank you. I'm glad I you enjoyed me talking. Yeah, I love talking too, right? Passing the offering plate. Hello. Yeah, give me, come on now. Okay, love simple practice. Send me that shirt ASAP. It's a sweater like somewhere on Instagram. Um, I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> so I bought it on Instagram, a, a store, but it took me a month to get it though. Um, not great customer service to me in terms of delivery. Having a great, not just a good, a great bookkeeper is essential to CE status. Exactly, right? So bookkeeping. Um, why should you get a bookkeeper or why should you get book, bookkeeping software to start with? One, again, it can tell you your projections for all of your money coming in because it should be linked to every debit card that you have, bank account, credit card, line of credit. As long as you can log in and it got a route number or you got your account information, you can link it up to like into it. Okay. And you can make sure that all of your stuff can be, for the most part, automated. If you know that Simple Practice bills you every single month because they don't have the ability for you to pay for a year, which would be nice, Simple Practice, if you're listening, right? Then anytime Intuit recognizes the words for Simple Practice, however it shows up on your statement, it can automatically add a tag and start separating stuff itself, you know? So some of you can actually automate stuff without having to hire someone, but it does depend on the amount of transactions that you have a month equivalent to at the end of the year. Cause that can be a lot to like keep up with throughout the year and you don't want to mess up on your money. Okay. So projections, profitability, when you're looking at your bookkeeping, you can also look at your profit. So I have a meeting with my bookkeeper every single month and we look at What months were high in the green in terms of profitability? What month was red? So every month in my business, I feel like I start over in terms of profitability, meaning we do something at the end of the year with the profits and then put it away, right? So kind of like a nonprofit, but we don't like just dump the money somewhere. So in January, I kid you not, I always start in the red, always, right? Now we have money coming into the business, but the reason why I start in the red is that I choose to make investments into coaching for me. And if I have the capacity to pay for it in full, I'd rather pay for it in full. There's nothing wrong with making installment plans. But if my coaching program is $30,000 and I got $30,000, I'm going to pay the $30,000. But I also may need to pay for my podcasting editing software for the year. I may have to pay for or renew my project management system, my online course system, my checkout system. I like to pay for all of those things, honestly, every year around the same time, or at least split it into two times a year. And I put it on my yearly calendar that every year my bookkeeper knows this money is going to come out. So we can project that in certain months, in January and in April, are our biggest months that money comes out into the account. So I am aware That if I need to do anything extra that month, or even if I'm having an event and I need to pay for a room, or I need to pay for a venue, or pay for food and beverage, or a balance, it need not to come out that month because I'm watching my money and I know that January and April, for example, at least from last year, those are our biggest hit months in bookkeeping, like where we could clearly be in green, but it's not as profitable. So for example, you may be profitable Um, In private practice with profits after paying yourself, that's profitability after paying yourself, you may be profitable, which means you have money left, $3,000 after you've paid everything, all your expenses, payroll, everything, right? You may have left over $3,000. The question is, what do you do with that $3,000? That's where you need to talk to your CPA. Do you invest it? Do you put it into some of these funds that you should have set up? Listen to my previous podcast on that um, in terms of my bank account setup. 
Should you be looking at what else you need to invest in your business? Because you should invest back into your business when you make money. You should not just, the goal would be to invest one time and be like, I'm done. Like things are forever changing, okay? So I've talked about with bookkeeping projections, profitability. You have to be able to also understand your spending habits. Some of y'all are swipe happy. Some of you are course junkies. I don't want anybody joining my program who's a course junkie. I'm gonna put that flat out, like very candidly. If your goal is simply to sign up for a course just to sign up for a course and you have no intent or no discipline to log in and do the content to make it work for you, to help your business grow, whether it's growth or scalability for private practice or digital products or group practice, because those are my three areas that I focus on. If you don't wanna do those three, don't join my program. Don't even come to my free bootcamp. <laughs> like, don't come to anything because the bootcamp for DTA is for private practice. Anything that I'm talking about for scalability is for the mastermind. I'm not saying that you can't come and get the information if it's a paid masterclass because you will get something. But if you want the whole shebang, you got to be willing to put in the work. Okay. Lastly, what I'll talk about with bookkeeping is one of the biggest benefits as well is understanding your expenses so that you can understand what you need to be paying for to run your business versus what you desire. So for example, I don't need a fancy camera to make YouTube videos. I got an iPhone that I use every day, right? I don't need 5,000 lights in front of me, even though I desire them. I could just have my regular window right here, which has natural lighting when it's sunny, and then I have a ring light for support. And if I got to reposition my chair, because if I'm in my ring light, I got to actually move my podcast that way. I'm not going to just go and buy stuff because my coaches have it. And I want y'all really to hear this, especially if you're in my community, because I've been there. Shopify was an example. Four years ago, I had a Shopify store, opened it up for the first time. After six months, it didn't align with me anymore, which meant that I was paying every single month or every year because I paid every year to renew a Shopify store that I wasn't going to use. Right now, I'm con- the only reason Shopify right now is open is because I use it in contests for our community. But I do not highlight it unless it's like a holiday, like, hey, here's a store. But I really use it just to do the drop shipping aspect. And that to me is worth giving back to my community when we have contests. Like DTA, we have a contest coming up that I'm going to announce in our community probably by the end of this week so that you can work on it for the first week of July. Okay. So let me um, recap what I talked about today and put down if you have any questions. So what I introduce to you today, if you're not familiar with it, is a clinical loop, but I linked understanding the clinical loop to why do we have a clinical loop? We have to understand a treatment plan. How do you know if your clients are progressing? You have to compare it to the treatment plan like their progress, right? And the treatment plan was developed from the diagnoses. The diagnoses came from the symptoms, okay? So we talked about, number one, in order for your business to grow, you got to understand conversions from your referrals. Do basic division. How many phone calls did you get this week? By the end of the week, you should know that. You should be logging it somewhere like a domino, like do the little things, okay? But how many phone calls did you get this week? And then how many of them converted into clients? But you should also pay attention to how many of those were not your ideal clients because that's how you can take immediate action and go and update your stuff. Now, if you choose to not want to update it, but you're telling me that you want to make all this money, if you don't want to put in the work as a profitable private practice CEO owner, And someone who has to work in their business because you have a private practice, right? Unless you have a group practice and you remove yourself, then you got to do both. 
Okay, it, you can't fall on one side or the other, but say that you 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 a boss and you a business owner. You you not you a therapist, and I I don't mean to minimize being a title of a therapist because I'm a therapist. I'm a clinical psychologist, but at the end of the day, if you want to have a business that generates money and continues to generate money and to keep the doors open or keep the computer open, you got to make profits, which means that you got to understand your numbers. Number two. EHR, run your reports and stop complaining about that the numbers went up. To me, the only people, and I'm, I don't mean this by, by at no shade level. So if this is you, it's you. But to me, if you're constantly focusing on that the price went up and you spending more time doing that than you are running your business to make profits so that $99 ain't shit in your business, you, 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 we got a problem. You broke-minded. You poverty-minded. Facts. Abundance as people. I mean, let, let me be clear. This is what me and my husband do. We got a joke going on in this house, right? I will take a picture of the gas tank and say, do you know that this truck was $114 and it still ain't on full? It got like that much left, right? But I don't say it so that I can post it on social media and say, oh my God, gas prices. What I say is I sent him a picture last week and I'm like, yo, this ain't 114 and I'm going to make good decisions in terms of we ain't about to keep driving down to L.A. Like, that's crazy. Right. But what I'm not going to say, like on Instagram or in Facebook groups, girl, y'all seen these gas prices? Uh-uh. Like, oh, my God. And then I'm spending all my time talking about some damn gas prices. Instead, I'm going to reframe that and say, you know what? This is inflated. This is a little ridiculous. However, I'm thankful and I'm grateful that I can make this money in one hour if I wanted to. I can literally log onto my computer right now and say, yo, I'm about to have a masterclass. I'm about to teach you how to build a speaker's kit. I'm looking for 10 people to pay $111. And by the end of this workshop, you will be able to create a one sheet to be able to get on people's podcasts, to be able to show to people when you're about to get on a TV show. You mean to tell me you ain't gonna pay $111 for that? If you ain't got it before? Yeah, you are if you're ready to implement it, which means that, I can create money on demand, all facts. So we are in an industry, everybody hell in the industry at this point online, where you can create money on demand if you want to. So stop focusing on, oh my God, simple practice is $99. They're not trying to give us this a break. These are literally the comments that I see in these groups. And I do not say anything because Takesha will come all the way out. Dr. TK will all the way disappear. Because people be coming after people. Because I wouldn't say it like I'm saying it now, but I would say, you know, there's a different way to look at it. Maybe a way to look at it is like, look at how many clients do you need to see to 10X that $99, sis. You need to make $1,000 in a month. Well, even if you charge $100, you need to see 10 clients in a month to 10X your simple practice investment. Hmm, I think that that's worth it. But guess what? somebody ass gonna come after me and I low-key want to do a, like a little research study but I ain't got time to be getting kicked out of no damn group okay because they already watching me in one of these groups because I do therapist coaching and they be thinking I be poaching clients when I don't I post a picture of all black therapists saying black history month all right and if they watching the video I don't care all right but if I post a picture celebrating black mental health there's no solicitation in that. I'm not saying come and join my damn program. I ain't even saying I got nothing to offer right now. Everybody else posting pictures of I got my license. You know what I'm saying? Uh, here I am in my office. Everybody look at my office. Give me feedback. Here's my website. Give me feedback. And I can't post motivation. 
the fuck out of here. But I'm not going to position myself to get kicked out on purpose, <laughs> right? Because, And I'm saying that because your girl knows me. I don't care how many coping skills I got. If a therapist come after me, y'all about to meet Takesha. Like Dr. TK is out. So why would I position myself? That is a coping skill. Why would I position myself to say something in which I know there's a small, small percentage of people who low-key a little immature and they holding the ground of a professional therapist. They ain't using their skills. So I'm not doing that shit. Because some of my clients be like, you should say it. I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, I'm good. But I be going off with them. Like, can you believe this shit happened? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, all right. Bottom line. Okay. Recap. Do your conversion for referrals. Run your reports in your EHR so that you can understand predictable income, cash flow, and understanding client trends so that you know when your caseload will probably automatically dip. And then number three, bookkeeping, projections, profitability, spending habits, expenses, needs versus desires. Don't just start swiping and buying stuff just because you like the person offering it. Just because you were high off an adrenaline rush from like one of my boot camps don't mean that you're ready to implement DTA. Most of my, I would say if we looked at conversion, 40%, I feel like it's 50. I ain't, I ain't, it ain't up right now, but about 40% of DTA students have watched me and and put a one in the comment box that this has been y'all because they've said it, right? They've been to multiple boot camps, multiple webinars. The average for people to join DTA is about three rounds because maybe they're in their head. Maybe they are pre-licensed, so that's more logistical, right? Maybe they need to get out of their head and stop overthinking or maybe they just not ready to be disciplined. That's cool, Right? But at the end of the day, I got something dropping for y'all who wondering what your girl about to do with DTA and what is she about to do for the next boot camp stuff. And I say stuff because it is hella big. Um, so make sure that you save the date, Monday to be exact, <laughs> June 20th. And I will announce via a post or probably a reel what I am doing. But it is pretty damn epic. I'm pretty proud of myself with like what I'm about to do, okay? But until then, there are some therapists who are in our community who have a profitable private practice. They're ready to take it to the next level. They're ready to look at digital products, become a digital CEO. So for those of you who already know what I'm talking about, which is James Wetmore, Business by Design, that has helped me um, relaunch DTA and put it on automation, like pretty much like, you know, just do the same thing over and over again, right? And enhance it over time. I've been able to sell out my live events every single last one. I've had a 95 conversion rate when I have live events to those students who are the right fit that go into the mastermind. I've been able to profitably launch a, a membership site twice, right? So all of these systems were built from me doing the work and showing up in his program because he don't spoon feed you. I mean, he does with his lessons, but you still got to do all the work. So if you are a clinician or a business owner, you don't even have to be a therapist, clearly. It's just my audience is therapists. We had a few people yesterday who were connected with me on Instagram and they end up joining um, the, the James Mastermind program. So I want to give a shout out to it's a good amount of people yesterday that joined and they got hella five bonuses from James. Oh, oh, right. Y'all know who y'all are. And the bonuses, I don't even know if they up yet, but I'm just going to spill the tea because they out now. Like he gave you a um, mind your money, like a whole course on getting your money right for business and profitability and earning multi six figures, millions of dollars, right? It's, it's a good course. I took it. Um, he also is giving bonus courses that y'all need to stay automated. So if you're interested 
in the BBD launch. It does close this Thursday. I'm asking that you use my link because I sent you there, but also you get double bonuses. So not only do you get his bonuses, you get four bonuses for me, which you will get a multi six figure. Um, what I'm going to share with you is some audibles, like things that you can do to reshift your mindset from also a psychological perspective of who do you need to become in order to capture the flag and get those multi six figure, seven figure business earnings right over time. You will also get access to um, some master classes. And so make sure that here, let me pull them up, actually. <laughs> so let me pull up and it's pinned on my page in terms of like, what do you get um, as a bonus? So let me just read off these bonuses before we wrap up. So the bonuses are as follows, but again, it closes Thursday night. You can find the link in my bio. You can DM me and I will get you the link as well, but just click the link in my bio. It says join BBD now. So you will get um, by default abundant multi six figure launch mindset secrets. So it will be like a secret podcast that will be dripped to you. Um, you will be able to come to a motivational interviewing December CE workshop. Even if you're not a therapist, you ain't got to be a therapist, honestly, to come. But if you're a therapist, you get CEs. And then you get an onboard. This is really big. I'm going to walk you through my onboarding system and packet so that you can use that packet um, or a packet. I'm going to help you find a packet for you. That probably is clear, right? To accept new coaching clients in your program and implement it in your BBD launches. So what I'm doing is I am not overlapping information with what he's already given. I've been through that portal inside and out for the last like three plus years. And so, and I've been in his mastermind. So I'm giving you things in order to enhance your launches, if that makes sense. And then the last one is an abundant BBD course navigation. So what I'm going to do within two weeks of you joining is I'm going to help you decrease the overwhelm by helping you get into that portal and um, whoever shows up to that live call, but it will be recorded. That's the beauty of you joining this year is that everything will be live recorded outside of those podcast episodes. And if you can't watch it, that's perfectly fine. Just follow the steps. But what we're going to do with that is, you know, let's just say if uh, James or Chanel, if any of you join the program and you come on the call, then I'm going to say, you know, what are you thinking about? What was your product and how do you want to launch it? Oh, I want to launch a membership site. Okay. So I want to, I want you to take note and I'm going to take you step-by-step step of the things that you need to do to get to that membership launch. I want you to do this first. Then I want you to click here. Then I want you to follow these steps because it is a lot of great, valuable information in that portal. But some of y'all be so in your head, especially as therapists. And because you're in your head so much, you just don't start. So I want to see you from start to finish. I want to, I want to have conversations with y'all. Let, let's just be all the way real. I want to get to the point where I'm not the only one geeked up about conversion rates. Okay, show me some love on this if y'all want to learn how to have these conversations. I want to be excited to talk to people about, um, oh, okay, you know what EPL means, what CPL means. You know how to do a debriefing for your launch. You're excited to do another launch or you're excited to put your launch on Evergreen. You're excited to hire team members. That's the conversations that I want to have, right? In addition to the, the, the conversations that I have with my clients, but there's a whole nother level to this game. But some people don't want to have those conversations because you don't want to learn that information but then you just want to be a course junkie and buy the courses. Nah, like if you want multi six figure launches or a year, you just want multiple six figures or seven figures. You got to do multi six figure and seven, seven figure shit. <laughs> like, so that's what we're going to talk about in those downloadable um, audibles. You're going to get access to them. Right. But you're going to hear me walk you through how I had to dismantle the hundred thousand dollar Takesha. Oh, it was a little difficult, right? But I'm going to walk you through that journey. And no, it's not on my podcast. 
<laughs> so you cannot find it, right? So yeah, Brittany joined yesterday. So we have a good amount of people that joined yesterday. They're still uploading our list. Hey, James. James, are you coming in August? You better DM me. Okay, like by Friday, okay? Because I got to secure your situation. All right, you already know what I'm talking about. I hope. <laughs> Just DM me, okay? But I do got to know by Friday, for real, for real. Outside of that, y'all, I hope that y'all have enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. If you're listening on the podcast, I do apologize. You know, it's a lot of back and forth with my audience, but I mean, you see how I get down. Hopefully you can join me at Dr. TK Psych. I will continue to do <laughs> these lives. Now, next week, um, just to give you an idea, I will not be going um, live. I will be at Walt Disney World. This time last year, we launched DTA in Walt Disney World. This year, we're going a little different in style. It's about 25 of us. Pray for me with all these kids. Um, but we're going for my stepson's graduation and then also my little cousin's graduation and then it's two cousins' birthday. So we're definitely going to be celebrating and hanging out with family and friends out there too. So I will be doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but make sure that you mark the date of next Monday if you are focused on private practice right now. But if you want to learn execution guides, how to build a machine so that you can just do stuff over and over again to have digital products and become the digital CEO that you were meant to be, make sure that you head to the link in my bio or just go to drtk.com forward slash links and you will be able to see join the BBD, click it, join, DM me right away and say, I need to proclaim my bonuses because if you're not on my email list, they have a particular form for them to claim their bonuses. So PS in closing, if you signed up for business by design and you have not returned to my emails, cause James Wimore don't have my bonuses, right? So you got to return back and fill out that form. My team will start emailing you because we are going to reconcile the list on Monday, because I do have a meeting with my team, even though I'm out of town, right? Multitasking, that's the only meeting I'm going to have, though. And we're going to reconcile this list. And as long as we have your name linked to you went through my link, you will be able to claim the bonuses that we're going to start sending to you the following week. We will also give you the calendar about when all these lives will happen and they will be recorded. So I love y'all. Some of y'all, I will see you in Business by Design. Make sure that once you hop into that Facebook group by Business by Design that you tag me. My tag is under my personal name, not a business name. So just type in, you may still find it by Dr. TK, but it's like TK Marie. So look for TK Marie and tag me and say, I'm up in this thing. And you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go in there and show some love because it's a good amount of people that joined like the last 24 hours. So I need to find y'all. So y'all can be my people. It's on a whole nother level. All right, y'all have a great rest of your week. Stay cool, stay hydrated and stay abundant. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, head over to drtk.com for additional abundant resources. And if you are looking for a tribe of abundant therapists like yourself to bounce around ideas and tap into another level of business growth abundance, be sure to join our Facebook community exclusively for therapists. The link is waiting for you at drtk.com dot com.